Welcome to the Road Racers Podcast at www.roadracerspodcast.com. Now, get ready for the drop of the green flag. Welcome to the Road Racers Podcast. This is Derek Ross, your host of Road Racers Podcast. That's cars racing on road courses. Left turns, right turns, up through the gears, down through the gears, on the brakes, on the gas, sliding around, having a good time, rain or shine. Hey, and if you're not a big road racing fan, maybe just hang out for a bit, see how you like it. Strap into your seats, let's go to the track, let's talk to some people, have some fun when it comes to the world of road racing. This was the charity thing that I did this past two years. And it was something I was able to exploit because I had connections. I wanted to do something promoting adoption of shelter animals. But I knew that just putting a, a generic organization logo wasn't going to appeal to anybody. I wanted to have these cartoon characters on there. Found out that the artist was on the board for the Humane Society, approached them, basically laid it all out in a one-page document. The entire program fit on an eight and a half by 11. Laid out what we would do. And you find out when you get someone wearing a six-foot-tall dog and cat costume, you can get a lot of photo ops. They can get you on TV. And the second year, we even expanded and included the Playboy Playmates. So we had bunnies helping bunnies. And we ended up with, in Monterey, more TV coverage and print coverage off of that, which cost us functionally nothing except my time than we did for anything we got on the racetrack that weekend. I got seven TV hits in one weekend, and front page of the local paper, in color, for that. And something we never could have done with the racing, because the racetrack's been there for 50 years. You know, it'll, they'll cover it on the sports section, but this was a way to get us on the front page and you know feature stories on local TV news. And back that up, Comes, I like to. I used to slag on certain people for you know, you know, telling those career-ending moves. But it's better just to focus on some of the successes. And Randy Pope was a part of this program with the Adopt a Shelter Animal. 2007. Rick was. Were you doing the TV? On, yeah, you did the TV on that one, I think. Uh, yeah. That was a touring car race. Touring yeah. car race. No. It was a no. Speed, speed Channel. Okay. Um, I was trying to think. Well, interviewer was Calvin Fisher. Okay. Uh, Randy Post was leading the race and was going to win the race and win the championship. He got taken out by another driver, blatant, you know, bl bloody Acura, punted him off. So Randy has good reason to be furious when he gets out of the cockpit. They interview him afterwards, and it was live to tape, not live broadcast, but still live to tape. And they interview him, and he gets out of there and just, it was the best interview I've ever seen. Gets out of there, thanks the crew remembers all his sponsors, talks about what a great year it's had, and then he, off the cuff, just says, you know, we're carrying a message for adopted shelter. What kind of person would knock Moose the cat off the track? Go out and adopt a shelter kitty. And I was <laughs> like, wow. I mean, he, he just lost a lot of money and the championship. He had the composure, did not get flustered, and did this brilliant interview. And it was like, everyone looked at me like, did you coach him? I go, no, I couldn't have coached him on that. That was just pure Randy. Uh, a couple other good examples. Mark Miller has uh, been around racing a long time. He also has an autistic son, and he's been promoting Autism Speaks for a number of years, and he's done very effectively. Obviously, it's a subject he's very knowledgeable, very passionate, and he's a knowledgeable person. Where if the media wants to ask him, well, what is the problem with autism, he can answer it. One of you said, I'm going to carry that in my car. Well, if you don't have someone in the family who's been a 
affected by it, you really don't know what it means. It's a nice thing to carry it, but when you do the charity angle, pick something that works for you. And Mark does it amazingly well. There was, I've got a, a nine-page feature story <coughs> from uh, nine-page printed out this format from his local paper. I don't know how much it came out to, but you know, like six or seven photos of him and his family, various race cars, great exposure for his sponsors, but it's just something that only Mark Miller could have done that. And it's just absolutely superb. So he can show that, you know, he's got a portfolio of clips that puts a lot of dimension to who he is as a person. Just fantastic job. Uh, Joel Miller has been doing an outstanding job this last year in Star Mazda. He's done the uh, racing for kids. He's done more hospital visits than I think any other driver. He carried the Mutz message for us. But he also did some other things that were just attention to detail, and you can call this business savvy, PR savvy, whatever. We did a little event at Mazda. He calls me up the day before to ask me questions about it. Most importantly, he goes, what's the dress code? I don't, you know, you don't want to show up overdressed. If everyone's in, you know, racing attire, you don't want to be in a suit and tie. By the same token, if you show up in shorts and your race t-shirt and everyone is in a suit and tie, you really look stupid. Uh, it impressed me that Joel, you know, thought ahead of, I don't want to be a bad representative. He called ahead to ask. <coughs> Think about those things, you know, because not that many people do. And a lot, you know, label is good, bad, and ugly. A lot of people just don't stand out from the back. They answer short answers. How was the car? Fine. Tell me about your sponsor. Yeah, uh, they sell Psychomax. Uh, what is it? Uh, I'm not sure. You know, that's bad. <laughs> ugly is where you can basically derail a career. Those are the things where you get quoted out of context. Or the example I used to use was a particular driver, and I still use it. I just let him go nameless. Uh, he, on live TV, 45-second interview, he badmouthed the engine supplier. Really bad. And so bad when they cut back to the booth, I think it was Bob Varcha that made a comment, he goes, I think that was the sound of burning bridges. And it was. His contract, he became persona non grata at that manufacturer the next day. And found out later uh, from the team owner Another manufacturer who was going to hire him for the following year uh, pulled back the offer. Because if he trashes one manufacturer, he'll do it to any of them. And it's my personal belief that that 45 seconds of life TV cost that driver five years in his career to get back to where he was. And that's how instantaneous it can be. I mean, I've had instances just in being quoted in newspapers where I've been quoted out of context that were uh, troubling to say the least. Uh, you just want to minimize that, and that's why it's important, like Rick mentioned, know your sound bites. And once you start going too far off, uh, it's into uncharted territory. But that's kind of PR in a nutshell. I'll turn over to Jim and John on the business and sponsorship aspects. Currently on my desk, uh, I happen to office out of our Midwest region office in Chicago, and this is no lie. I have 54 driver resumes, people looking for rides. Um, we're not talking just folks trying to get started. We're talking about people that have won IndyCar races, have raced in F1, have tested F1 cars, have raced in NASCAR, have won big time sports car races, have won Le Mans, that are looking for rides right now. And the, the key element that all of them have is talent, or at least in their own mind they do, uh, a helmet, a suit and an ego. 
And unfortunately, in this climate especially, it is not enough. Um, Jim and I, and a, oh, I'm sorry, I was going to say, in a show like this, this is unusual, okay? Because in a show like this, there are people out on that floor that care about the performance you're going to have as a driver. Okay, they're going to care about your championships. They're going to care about how fast you can go. They're going to care about all those sorts of things. To be honest, though, I don't care. Okay, I don't care how many championships you have. I don't care what you've done as a racer. I care how you're going to solve my problems. Okay, I'm a marketing guy. Okay, Mazda were somewhat unique because I'm a marketing guy that has driven race cars and loves racing. But in most cases, a marketing guy you're going to submit a proposal to doesn't know racing from Adam. He's got a boss breathing down his neck. He's got all sorts of problems of how he has to market, how he's got to sell, whatever he's trying to sell. And to be honest, he doesn't care what you've done on a racetrack. He wants to know how you're going to help him sell more of that product. He's got his own problems. Again, we're inspired to do this program today for the reason, honestly, was the proposals we got from the people running the MX-5 Cup shootout. To be honest, I got nine proposals basically telling me how great they were. And to be honest, you can put any of those proposals on top of each other and they all read almost identically. I am great. I won this championship. You should give me money. To be honest, I didn't care. What I wanted to know is how they're gonna help me sell more Mazdas. I've got a certain sales objectives to move more cars. There's actually one guy in the proposal, and true story, okay? I only read the top two pages of any proposal because that's all I have time for. He's got 51, I get 100 proposals a week for various things, okay? You've got about 30 seconds, like Rick talked about in his elevator, 30 seconds to get my attention. So out of those proposals, I said only two of them should have been allowed to the shootout. And one of them was actually fairly well done. Uh, it was done by a professional marketing company, but even that one wasn't perfect. And the other one, the, he wrote a very good cover letter. And then the front page said, I am going to help you accomplish these goals. And he listed out at least some things. But first he said, he's going to help me. Okay? He wasn't asking me to help him. He was going to help me. And because he acknowledged that basically that's why I'm going to invest money in someone, it's because they're going to help me. I mean, I'm very selfish. I want someone to solve my problems. He made it to the second round, in my view. Now, the funny thing was, everyone who read his proposal said it was a terrible proposal. And to be honest, when I went back and read the whole thing, it was. But he made it through the first round just because, first page, he said he was going to help me. So it didn't go into the trash like every other one did. So um, the goals that make you stand out and make you a cost-effective solution to a problem. Now we're in an interesting environment in marketing right now because every company I know, Chris and I, Chris from Cooper and I were having this conversation earlier. Everyone I know is cutting back on marketing budgets. Okay, there's less money out there. Well, that to be honest is an opportunity to you folks here. Because if we're cutting back on marketing budgets, I mean, does anyone know what a Super Bowl ad costs? <laughs> Millions of dollars, right? Primetime television spot, okay, on a good show, could be a quarter of a million dollars for 30 seconds, okay? So if I could spend a quarter of a million dollars, okay, I mean, that for an MX-5 cup, that's by far the well, most well-funded MX-5 cup. That's a car effort. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a, an MER effort with $250,000, the whole team. 
Um, for something like Star Mazda, now we're getting to that where you can run a pretty good season in Star Mazda, maybe not quite there for a quarter of a million bucks, but that's where you're competing against. So what you have to do is tell me why spending $250,000 on your effort will get me more than that 30 seconds will on whatever show, show to be announced. And again, what you've done on the track is not always the most important thing, okay? I talk all the time to people in my positions and they say, give me a guy who finishes up there all the time, but speaks well, talks to the, the, uh, the partners well, entertains my clients well, that's who I want. They get on the podium every once in a while, yay, if they ever win a race, hallelujah. But for the most part, they want someone who represents their company well. If you're facing a consumer, it's how you represent your company much more than your results on the racetrack. And, and I apologize to you racers up front for saying that. But to be honest, in a company like here that's selling motors or selling transmissions or something, then they want results. Okay, if I'm selling stuff to consumers, I want a good salesperson. Male or female, I want a good salesperson. So your results don't matter as much as well, who you are. Look, there's a good example. You know, you remember uh, Scott Brayton? You know, how long do you have that Amway sponsorship? Forever. A decade? How many races did he win that decade? None? Zero. I mean, he kept that sponsor very happy. Whether it was going and just charging up to Amway salespeople or whatever, he did an astounding job. He made a living as a race driver for over a decade without winning a race. Yeah. So again, on this slide, the most important thing on this slide, if you take one thing out of this whole day today, on your next proposal that you submit to a big company, the first thing to talk about is you're here to solve their problems. Okay? Try to figure out what you think their problem might be. And if you don't know, guess on what their problem might be. If you just first say that I'm going to help you rather than ask them to give money to you, your proposal is going to make it much further. Because again, the first thing I read is, I'm a great person, please give me money. I don't read anymore. The, the one person, like I said in the MX-5 Cup, who had a terrible proposal, but his first sheet said, I'm going to help you, oh, he was in. And certainly in this economic climate, the key uh, word on that slide is problems. Everyone's got them right now. They're trying to find ways to sell more, find a new distribution channel, or save money. And if you can walk in the door or in your first uh, element of your proposal, your email, your phone call, explain to them, do not say the word sponsorship, please. You're going to say, I'm here to solve, or I see, and you study that company before, and you know what their problems are just as well as they do before you even walk in the door, and you have these solutions uh, for them right away. And they're going to listen because they're all trying to come up with creative ways to solve their problems themselves. Again, like John said, lose the word sponsorship from your vocabulary, okay? Mazda has all sorts of charities that we like to donate to. Juvenile Diabetes, the Humane Society, those are charities, all right? A racer is not a charity. I'm not looking to sponsor anyone. I'm looking for someone to be my partner, someone who's going to be in the trenches and have some sort of special skill, some sort of special way that's going to help me sell more. Because the bottom line is, for you to go racing, I've got to sell a lot of stuff and make a lot of money so I can have enough money to go racing. You've got to be someone who's going to offer me value and return on investment. And I hate to say, if your proposal even talks about ROI, return on investment, you're going to be that 1% proposal that may not just go right to the trash can. Because again, as a marketing or sales professional, return on investment is where it's at right now. 
So if you don't understand what the hell it means, put it in your proposal because at least someone will say, well, they're serious. They understand ROI. Um, because to be in, in these challenging times right now, every penny that's spent marketing-wise is being squeezed really hard. So we're looking for what's going to give us the biggest return on any dollar we spend. And your challenge is to convince me that the dollar I spend on you is the best spending of that dollar. And to be honest, you can do that. There are arguments to make that, but make that investment. And that argument is not that you're a fantastic person. That argument is made by telling me how you're going to solve my problems. As Jim mentioned, uh, everyone is looking for value, especially in these, uh, these economic times. So I, I pointed out already, how are you going to increase their sales? How are you going to have them save more money in your project? Find a new or more efficient distribution center, or if they already have a distribution center, find a way to promote it even better than it's being promoted now. And very rarely, you can find a company that's about to launch a product, and they need name recognition. It's rare, and I think that's more why it's at the bottom of the list, because it doesn't come very often. You can find them, and you can, you're going to have to study a lot. On the internet, Wall Street Journal, I mean, forget about Racer Magazine, and, and Car and Driver, and Road and Track. I mean, that's preaching our business, right? But you're not going to find is what, what you need for this list in the, most of the time, you're going to find those in those other places, okay? Wall Street Journal, IEG sponsor report. You're going to find a lot of those companies on the internet. Clearly, you can find so much if you go to the news section of a company. All their news releases are there. You're going to know who the executives are. You're going to know what sales up or down. You're going to know a new product is coming down the pike. The Road Racers podcast would like to have your input. We're always looking to make this a better show, and we'd like to get your feedback. Now, there's two ways to do that. Please call us on our comment line, 206-888-4301. And please let us know which podcast it is you're commenting on. Your comments may be used in upcoming shows. So if you got a good idea and you want to hear yourself on the Road Racers podcast, call us in. Let us know what you think. Again, the number is 206-888-4301. And if you prefer not to have your voice on the show or not to be heard, then you can send us an email. Just do it to feedback at roadracerspodcast.com. Again, that's feedback at roadracerspodcast.com. Now, if you know somebody specifically that should be on this show, please let us know. We want to make this one of the best things you can find out there in the world of motorsports. This is Derek Ross, hoping you've really enjoyed the show. We'll see you at the track. You have been listening to the Road Racers Podcast on Race Remote. Your host has been Derek Ross. To subscribe to the Road Racers podcast and for all show notes and more information, you'll find us on the web at www.roadracerspodcast.com. You can also find us on iTunes. The Road Racers podcast is a production of Race Drive Interactive Inc., providing winning interactive solutions for the motorsports industry. Road Racers Podcast is copyright 2008, Race Drive Interactive, Inc. All rights are reserved. The Road Racers Podcast is a proud member show of the Race Remote Media Network. Motorsports at its best. No batteries required. For all the latest shows and updates, please visit www.raceremote.com. For marketing opportunities and more information, call our friendly marketing department at 818 818- 
430-RACE or see us on the web at www.raceremote.com. Thanks for supporting motorsports. Now get to a race event and take a friend. I'll see you at the track.